coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. Way, 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 way back when, I wanted to be on Real Sports. I wanted to be the, the proper journalist. I wanted to be the one exposing these stories. And as we all know, like those jobs just, I mean, they've disappeared, unfortunately. I don't think that's best for the world, but it is what the world is. So I could have kept waving the journalism flag um, and saying this has to be, but I also wanted a job. Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience. Welcome inside the Spherical Media Podcast Studio in the south end of Charlotte. This is The Hive Life alongside Tim Bear. I'm Jared Latch. Our guest on this episode, no stranger to Spherical Media, is one of its co-founders, and now as the Assistant Director of Digital Media and Broadcasting with the Carolina Panthers, Bill Voth and Bill, it is wonderful to see you. It is, isn't it? This is nice. Thanks. Completely I nice. My, I, have just, my own I just slid um, you over water. Okay. I asked you before, Jared, like how professional do I have to be on this? And how did I respond? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I think I said as professional say, as you want to be. Which isn't yeah, really. Could, yeah. Sets a low bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start things off uh, talking about your role with the Panthers right now. Then we're going to get plenty of talk about spherical media what goes into the day-to-day of what you're doing now in your everyday life so we don't want to talk about chelsea right now playing uh, not <laughs> yet because bill to, to clarify for we're you, really we're, we're not going to do smart talk or, or small talk or anything like that we're just going to no, get right do, into it we could do whatever we'll start like, how are we'll start you here how you have you been <laughs> <laughs> doing well <laughs> um my role um okay so all of us used to be um produce we used to produce content right well sam had sam really put it your wife, Tim, Sam put it really good, and I can't remember how she phrased it, because um, now um, we just kind of watch the people, we help them, produ- or we're like the... Puppet <laughs> um, master? Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. And so it's really still strange to me to do that. So like we have a crew down in Mobile, uh, Mobile Alabama right now, um, and it's great. Like they're doing stuff, but it's also weird to like not be doing that anymore. So that I'm on the other side of it now, um, because it's just... I think, you know, I, I know I've had this conversation with you guys way back when, but like, I think the reason, one of the big reasons why local TV and newspapers went the way they did is because all the people that used to do them always wanted to do them. Um, and so it's just, but it's just like, no, let the, let the people who were more talented than you coming up, let them do it. Like people would rather see Kristen Balboni on air than me on air. So as much as I want to do it, like you just have to kind of make way for it. So that's kind of the the new role that I've carved for myself over there. So it's essentially running content, uh, running uh, the on-air stuff like that, uh, the radio piece of it, the social media, the video department, all that jazz. So um, if I said that I knew exactly what we were doing every single day, I would be lying. We're making it up as we go along. So pretty much everything for Bill is on (laughs) his plate right now. It hasn't changed except for he's not doing it. He's just watching it get done. Yeah. Because before you used to run around with your head chopped off. Yeah, and I used to try and do it myself. Correct. But I couldn't do any of them as good as all of them can do it themselves. Correct. So, right. So it's just like, it, yeah, it's, 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 I've always kind of wanted to cover the Panthers correctly. So it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity to at least internally try and cover it correctly by bringing in this really, this really good talent. I would say young, but um, Darren Gant, who's um, an older <laughs> writer, is with us right now. So it's everyone who's young and then him. Yeah. Seasoned. He's seasoned. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you talk about the idea of being inside the Panthers now. We knew back in the day, the Black and Blue Review, that whole thing covering the Panthers. What's it like 
being on the team side and and what is that world like is it what you always thought it would be like it's difficult yeah it's difficult but lots of restrictions i would assume no 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 um i'll tell you what one of the reasons i wanted to go inside because i wanted to know i always wanted to know everything that was happening with the panthers so the restriction isn't necessarily what i can't say um, I don't, cause I, that's one of my things going over there. Like I'm still going to be myself, which as you guys know, isn't really the most proper person. Um, so my goal has always been to talk about the team, um, as I would if I wasn't with them and I still do. And I still say, yeah, Cam wasn't very good today, or they really, you know, the offensive line stinks and all this other, so I still do all that. Um, yeah, the football side doesn't like it, but it is what it is. Um, that's my whole goal of being over there is try and cover a team um not being a cheerleader uh so if they're doing well um then of course yeah everything's everything's great hunky-dory and you explain why they're doing well but if they're not doing well then you gotta explain why they're not doing well um what was the question <laughs> no i had i had so listen before I'll i came over here you guys already know i'm already scatterbrained i had um a flat <laughs> white coffee so that's two shots with a double espresso in it, so four shots. Holy so it's be, mackerel. Yeah. Wow, you're gonna so be bouncing. Question. That's okay. So well, one of the things recently you guys did was you announced that your new GM had been offered the job, mm -hmm. but not hadn't signed on the dotted line yet. Mm -hmm. And I saw you respond to some people on Twitter and you're like, why should we let everybody else talk about mm -hmm. it and not us? And, and it was different than it's been done before because everybody always waits for that yeah. sign on the dotted line before they start talking about so, it. So right, so your question, and I could go on and on about this, your original question of, is it what I thought it would be? Um, so it's hard to sit on information, and now that you know everything, and if you wanna ask me about what the Panthers' plans are at quarterback, I can hint to it, and people who really pay attention to what I say or what I tweet or what I write, they know like I drop little hints here and there. So if I say, so like I haven't rolled my eyes at all about any of this Deshaun Watson talk. Usually, well, you know, if any popular name gets thrown out there, fans will be like, oh my God, you know, and it's like, okay, just stop. And I roll my eyes at him. So if I'm not rolling my eyes, that must mean that maybe there is something to all this. I'm not saying they're going to get him, but sure, there's, 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 of course there would be interest in a, a young quarterback like that if he's, if he's somewhat available. Uh, so, so, so not being able to release all the information has been hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, way, 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 way back when I wanted to be on real sports. I wanted to be the, the proper journalist. I wanted to be the one exposing these stories. And as we all know, like those jobs just, I mean, they've, they've disappeared, unfortunately. I don't think that's best for the world, but it is what the world is. So I could have kept waving the journalism flag um, and saying this has to be, but I also wanted a job. Um, and so I was like, okay, so I'll go over to the team side and I will try and make the team side as transparent as possible. Of course, it's never going to be 100% transparent if you're taking a paycheck from that club. But on the other side, all these national media members, what I was doing before, I was beholden to people as well. I was beholden to agents. I was beholden to certain people with the team or players because of access. So that's not, in my opinion, that's it's not 100% ethical either. Right, right. Everyone's beholden to someone. Am I at times beholden to the organization? Obviously. But because I know how the sausage is made now, what you're hearing from national media especially, it's all, it's all favors for information. So you're not hearing ethical stuff either. It's all for a reason. So that makes me feel a little bit better so I can sleep at night. I can't sleep well, but I can sleep at night because I know that. That makes sense. Um, but uh, back to your second question, <laughs> which was um, GM. Yeah, the GM News. stuff. So yeah, it's always just kind of moving the ball a little bit forward. Um, so this is really inside baseball stuff, but right. So one of the advantages with teams, of course, is you know the information, but uh, 
you know, a lot of teams get scared, whereas if this contract isn't signed, the teams aren't allowed to actually say anything publicly about it. So now it's kind of just like, okay, this is ridiculous. We all know this deal's gonna happen. So all the national media, so what happens is agents will tell Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, this is happening. They've all done all their little exchange of info for all these, all these years. And so then they can put it out that this is happening. So the agent will call right away and say, yeah, this, this, this deal's gonna, you know, this is, this is what's gonna happen. So then the team knows this, but the team's like, well, you can't say anything because, you know, we don't have a signed contract yet. So it's kind, some teams have started over the past year or two to um, say, sources say, this is happening now, which is kind of ridiculous because then people will be like, <laughs> aren't you, you the ones that know? You're the team. <laughs> yeah, right. Why are you? So there's that. So because it, then it's at least, well, at least the team can acknowledge it as opposed to just being silent. So this, yeah, this one we did a little different where we were like, hey, Panthers made an offer to this guy. And people just, they hadn't seen that before. So they were like, what, that's dumb. Why don't you, like, why don't you, and it was just, yeah, none of it's a perfect solution. I'm not saying this was a perfect solution either. But what's, what, I, what I think is the, 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 what's not right to do is do what's always been done. Oh, take chance, you know? And yeah, if this guy, if, if this deal wouldn't have worked out, would it have blown up in our faces? Absolutely. Just like it did with the Colts a few years ago with Josh McDaniels. They did something where they, they didn't agree to terms um, and, and then that fell apart. Um, but yeah, so always trying to move the ball forward as crazy and as small as it may sound, um, just because the whole goal is always to try and, try and be as transparent as possible to keep opening up Tim you were you're the one you're always like bring people behind the curtain and that's kind of what with the team it's it's bring people behind the curtain let them know what you're doing and be as transparent as possible so why sit in your hands when everybody in the world is talking well not everybody in the world but in the football world is talking about it, it when when just let's just acknowledge that, yeah Panthers offered the guy it's not a big deal now the honest reporting part of what you were talking about being yourself in there if something's not working whether a quarterback's playing poorly the line the defense whatever aspect of the game does it ever cause an interesting situation between you and players? And how does that sort of, how does that play out? Players, sure. Ryan Khalil doesn't like me. <laughs> um, Khalil likes everyone. Yeah, that, that hurts. That hurts. He does. He got. He no. He he kind of went. Yeah. Get ornery at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ornery is a good word for it, and he's brilliant. Like I like Ryan's a brilliant person, but yeah, he just kind of got old and, and crusty at the end. Um, not old and crazy, but just, <laughs> yeah, he just kind of was, was done with it. And so then, yeah, I came in and he was expecting me to be a cheerleader even. And I was like, I'm not going to be. And then I said something about how like his brother struggled and he just, he freaked out. And it was like, well, he did. Like we all, but yeah, he's protective of his brother and that's fine. So yeah, that, 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 that became a thing um, with him and I. But mostly it's been with the football side. Um, the former GM didn't appreciate how I did things. Um, but my whole thing has been like, Listen, former GM, I can help you <laughs> explain things. Like, you're mad ab about these narratives that are out there. Explain them to me. I can then explain them to people. It, because what I believe is, especially in the Panthers fan base, it's a lack of education from the media to fans about why the Panthers are doing that. Now, I'm not saying I agree with everything they're doing. I'm just saying I can help explain what you see in this, why you're doing this. And he didn't. he didn't see a reason to do that and so i couldn't really help him out all that much and help explain so. and how do you feel about scott is he gonna be Fitter? yeah um different? i've heard some good things from yeah i've heard some some good things from seattle uh that uh that that he he understands that um i do think um that a little bit of that younger generation they understand that it's like it's like because we did something on the website um about a month ago where darren talked to the salary cap guy 
and was like, listen, there's, so Taylor Moten, the, the Panthers, two biggest free agents, Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel, and the salary cap in December, he's like, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to keep both of them. Like, that's unheard of. Like, who gets the salary cap guy on the record? Go, because that's just what they're probably not going to be able to keep both of them. Everyone in football is going to end up knowing that. Right. The fan base is going to f- probably, un- like, that's probably what's going to happen in March. Now, they might be able to keep both of them. And if that is, then cool, they figure it out a way. But what's most likely is going to happen is they're not going to be able to keep one of them. So why not tell your fans that instead of have them talk about it for the next three to four months? Just say, I mean, it's not, it's not that much of a secret. The re- if the rest of football knows it, then acknowledge it. Yeah, that makes sense. So switching to the early days of Spiracle, <laughs> and the thing that always stands out to me when, when Tim and I get interviewed by people a lot internal here talking about how we started and how it all came to be is what I can remember point blank is the time on the porch at 415 South Summit okay. when the precursor to that was we were talking about, hey, we're all going to jump at different times. And that night you told us that, hey, I just quit my job at Channel 9. What, what do you remember of that situation man i don't um do you remember you, quitting do you remember quitting you, your job <laughs> i remember being i kind of do you went first though from channel nine right they yeah. they because they right so channel nine you went jared and i were both at wsc and channel nine was a really good sports department and then in 2008 when harold johnson retired it was just we're not going to really do sports anymore and you were you i came uh, i filled a spot when harold left okay so i was next up so at least they filled the spot, but then it was just that appetite to do it. And it's just, it, and then you could kind of start seeing that writing on the wall and then they eliminated your position. And it was like, what, what are you doing here? And then I think all of us kind of got into social and it was like, well, it's going in this direction. Like we could sit in these seats and, and, and like kind of keep, but like who's going to watch highlights at 1130 at night anymore. And none of us really saw a future with that. And listen, God, God bless the TV stations. They're still doing those things. So good, in, you know, and I think we have a lot of good friends that are still doing that stuff. So as long as they can hold on, that's fantastic. I just think none of us were really, it, was, it wasn't really scratching our itch anymore. And it was like, well, let's try and figure out a lifeboat because, I, right, I, I talk about it as ladders. Like when we were growing up, like you could get a job. If you want to do sports media, it was in newspaper, it was on local TV, or as a play-by-play guy. And that was really it. And then someone invented the internet. And then it was Al Gore, right? Yeah, right. Um, I'll go and run the internet, and then <laughs> it took a little bit, and then it was like, well, you can do this, you can do this, and then blogs came, right? And, and it was just, you can you could do whatever the heck you wanted, and then I think all three of us saw that at the same time, and we were like, well, we could do that with, like, none of these businesses, none of these athletes, like, no one's doing anything with it, so I don't know, why don't we just figure it out? Just like I said, it's like we're just kind of figuring out as we go along with the panel. I think that's kind of what we wanted to do. We're like, like why keep why keep why stay on the boat that's eventually gonna sh- sink and why not take a risk and and and, and take the uh, you know life raft somewhere else what do you remember back to like early uh stuff early client stuff anything that you remember um i remember a couple of things with you i remember having lunch or dinner with you before we did this at dilworth grill and just trying to figure like we just knew that we couldn't keep doing what we were doing um, and then I remember, I think I, I left channel nine and I was at Oktoberfest up in Huntersville and you had just shot something up there for your station. And then you stopped by to meet my wife and I, um, and I was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start getting those weekends off. <laughs> um, but no, of course the early clients was euphoria. So, um, yeah. the yogurt place, 
But that, those were the types of clients, right? It was like, here's this new, exciting, clean, fresh type place. And it was just, everything was new. And I just, it, it, it was creating stuff. It was trying to um, get ahead of this wave that's coming. But then also, I mean, one of the things I really liked, it was like, listen, okay, we, we're really smart right now, but we're only smarter than the people who are mostly, and I'm generalizing here, that are older than us. If we only have this very short window right now that we're the smartest people because the people who are going to be coming after us, they are going to be so much smarter than us. So that's why I was really intrigued with starting Spirit because it was like, okay, let's start this, let's build something, and then hire a bunch of, just kind of what I'm doing the Panthers now, like hire a bunch of people un, like who just know it so much better sure. and then try and manage that and hold on. But we should not be the ones who are like, this is how things have to be done because this is how we've always done it. No, no, no. Like, let's start it. Let's know that and then kind of always get out of the way and try and learn and try and keep up with them as much as possible. We'll hit plenty more spiritual stuff, but I want to follow up on that part of letting go because I know that's hard for us at times. Is that as, a song that ever gets yeah. stuck in your, either <laughs> yeah. of your guys' head? Did I just, sorry about that. You guys It'll be kids. playing all day long. Yeah. But when you look at the part of letting go, uh-huh. that's not easy for a lot of people. Uh-huh. So you can sit here and now and you, you sound pretty, pretty confident or comfortable with being able to manage people and not do it. Was there a process in there where you had to fight back and of forth course. before you could say, okay, I'm good with letting other people come in that's here why I'm not and, part and of, the work. That's why I'm not part of Spiracle. It's mm. a big reason why I'm not part of Spiracle anymore. Like I would love, I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave Spiracle. So what was it in, I, we started in what, 2011? 11. Yeah. 2011. And then um, in 2004, I just, so one of the big things, Jared, was when you and I went to the NCAA tournament with Davidson, and um, I must have been, what, 13 or 14. That was the crushing loss to Marquette. Right. And I remember getting on the plane. And, like, we covered it kind of like we did in our TV days almost. But it was like we got paid for it for some reason. Um, (laughs) And I was like, man, I just miss this stuff so much. So I clearly wasn't over the report. It's just like it was like a girl. It's like a girlfriend. It's like you weren't over the girlfriend. So you weren't ready to move on. Sure. So that's why I was like, I got to keep covering the Panthers because there's this hole to fill. So, but then of course we, I couldn't both cover that. I couldn't do that the way it needed to be done and do this. It wasn't fair to Spiracle. And I think we all knew that, which I think, um, I think one of the great things about us is that, and especially you guys, I mean, someone in this town should do a story on you guys. Like, I, I don't think you're supposed to get in business together as friends, right? Isn't that, isn't yeah, that, right. Is that like, <laughs> is sometimes, that like some, sometimes a flag they present at the beginning? <laughs> is that, is it, no, is that like a common? That's what they say. Yeah. yeah but yeah, like yeah. the fact that you guys have been doing this and killing it for so long together is fantastic and i think the fact that like the three of us like there was never i, I don't think there's ever animosity it was just like no i i felt like and then I, those last few months it was like oh, yeah i gotta like i can't be taking this money anymore like i'm not contributing as much as possible um but i had to get that so then i had to get that covering the team out of the business uh, out, of, out of my system and then i did that for three or four years and i worked myself to the bone and then i was just like okay i gotta hit the easy button so i went over the panthers and i like the first year or two I knew was gonna, I, I was gonna kind of not be as much of a management role and then I knew it would be coming. So I took like that year or two to hit the easy button and then on, now I'm back in the. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think one of my things when I talked about the history and the story of Spiracle, that separation and the fact that it went so well um, and the communication that we all had with each other and being able to be honest with each other and you saying, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And us being like, well, we either gotta be in or out because I can remember we always tell the story of you two pulling me aside at like the bagel shop over in East yeah, Boulevard. That was, old, was that the Brugers. old Brugers or Caribou? And you, guys both, and you guys both said to me, listen, you're either in or you're out. And that sort of lit the fire under me to come in. So I think 
the fact that we all communicated really well and were honest with where we were at, I think has made it so much better today for our relationships for us to be able to sit at the table and, and hang out. Yeah, so. And I imagine that bleeds over to your clients and all that other stuff. Like, I don't think like you guys are doing this. You got out of TV because you wanted, first of all, you wanted to form a new business and, and, and do well in business, but also like you wanted to enjoy coming to work every day. And like the fact that you guys have been able to do it together and build what you've wanted to build, like it's not as easy as you guys have made it look, <laughs> but you guys have made it look really easy. Yeah, it's not that easy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm also glad. I, I'm glad you stayed in. You know, we talked about whether you were in or out. Uh, that you stayed in. Yeah, you got you got yeah. you kept the you kept the right guy. Bill, I'm sad. <laughs> it wasn't like a trade out or anything. I was telling Jared, I had to do the budget. I had to do the budget for a department this week, and I'm like. You no, there's a reason I don't touch the money. I you hate money. I hate money. money. <laughs> you still always scream doing? that. So, so we're gonna go through that budget process in a, in a couple weeks. And oh the boy, CFO is gonna be like, you need three million dollars for what? I'm like, <laughs> well, we don't get a plane. What a place is back at our first office though. Yeah. At Kick. Yeah. We had the foosball table outside our door. You and I were doing videos to trade. Do you remember that? Mm -mm. You were doing kick segments. Yeah, like yeah, kick, yeah. Kick like, again, though, that's the kick nineties or something itch. like that. I just, I still wanted to do that stuff. Now, yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't have the itch to do that anymore. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done something on camera since, I think I did car talk with the Teppers last um, February in, um, in South Beach, and that's the last time I've done it. But like that, if you ask me what I would love to, like what I would prefer to do, it'd be that. It wouldn't be this management stuff. But like, this is just, it's. I think all of like, we've all, we've we had to reinvent ourselves. I've had to reinvent myself a couple times, um, and just because I just. I just, I, I think it's a lot of it's a self-confidence thing too, though. Like, I just don't think people want to see me and they'd rather see these other people. And that's okay. It's not a big deal. Well, I personally enjoyed Car Talk, so yeah. I do, I do miss I that segment. Well, if we can get I, I, rid of this pandemic, it might come back, but thank you. Yeah, sure. Do a uh, distance cart. Yeah, you just have to be in, just yeah. have to be in <laughs> that's a, not as cool. Being a different cart. <laughs> you you <laughs> ride with a laptop and yeah. it's a Zoom. It's for the pandemic. <laughs> you should, Someone you actually should wrote that. me um, on Twitter during the draft and they were like, you should do mario kart where you play a player and then have it and i actually think that's a that's, that's a really bad. really good idea it's one of the best games of all time so that could work <laughs> take us back to you know steph curry is still a part of the fabric of spherical going back to the beginning which was the first time and you're the one that made the pitch at davidson he said all right you're on you're on team curry mm -hmm. and we had known steph from covering davidson uh, during the run and prior to that and you know my relationship with the school has gone on now for you know, 15 years or whatever that time frame is, we, there was some cool stuff that happened with the contest and going up to New Jersey and we got pub on ESPN, different places were picking up the stuff that was your brainchild essentially. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna be, I mean, I always, I remember always hyping him up, right? And I, like people, Vermont's former coach, Tom Brennan, I went up and visited some friends up in Vermont after Steph's freshman year and Tom was going to be an ESPN analyst. I was like, Tom, you got to talk up the Steph Curry kid from... D I was always doing that. I was always doing that. And then, shoot, I wouldn't have started Black and Blue Review and let Steph go so easily if I knew he was going to be a two-time MVP and turn into... So, like, even I underestimated because he had his ankle... So, sort of like when we were ending our time with him, he was still dealing with his ankle stuff a little bit. And then, um, but there was an inkling in my head where I was like, maybe I should pitch him and move out there to the West Coast because we couldn't do what we we couldn't do what we needed to do with him well if in, in Charlotte, which just wasn't going to work because we were depending on him to take pictures for us or make the phone calls when people won the contests for us and all that. Other, and that's just it's not it's not feasible. 
but I do, I, I, like, I don't really regret leaving Channel 9. I think it had to happen. There's a little bit of regrets of leaving Spiracle just because you guys have made it such a great place, um, but I had to scratch that itch. Um, I do regret not at least pitching to Steph, like, why don't we, like, one of us move out to San Francisco because that would have been a nice client to keep, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. He would have been good. I don't know. I mean, the way things have evolved, I don't even know if it would have worked out even if he went out there just because of how they, how yeah. Under Armour took over yeah. and, and everything went through. But, yeah, you're right. It would have been great. And we knew that then that either somebody had to move out there or else it wasn't going to happen. And so. Didn't know were you with Gretchen then Dance. already? Yeah. yeah. Were you married? Not yet. Yeah, we were. No, you he were was. We got married, married in eleven. We got eleven. Okay. Oh, okay. Married, yeah. gosh, you had been married for a couple. Of, okay. You know, I, I think I remember you thinking about making the pitch. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what. It was it. I it remember, was pretty high on your I remember list. pitching you about <laughs> in 2009, 2010 at the gym on the corner of like uh, Moorhead, whatever that gym was called, Moorhead and something yes. by the stadium. Sports and fitness You were or on like this, that. whatever machine this is. <laughs> and I said, listen, okay, these media outlets are not going to exist anymore. What you need to do is you need to take all these beat writers and move them online somewhere, move them into a website. It's just, so I've had ideas. I just don't have the financial wherewithal to actually figure it out. But we could have started The Athletic back in mm -hmm. 2009, 2010. It was <laughs> so obvious that these, these B-Riders weren't going to have jobs anymore. Right. So it's like move them all on, move them someplace, get, get, like, get them off the newspapers and put them online. And we could have, gosh. We, yeah, I mean, it's so I true because we talked about the dying industry, but you still had very talented people. They, they, have they, so they, they have to go somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They have to go somewhere. They can still use that skill set yep. in some way. Someone was going to it differently. Someone was going to do it. It could have been us. And you just, you, it, we could have done it if you would have stopped working out. But you would, you're like, I'm sorry, well, dude. I, I got to get, get, I have to get my get last swole. set in. I had to get an extra set on the pec deck. <laughs> yeah. So that screwed that up. Yeah. Apologies. All those gains are gone now at this point. <laughs> um, all right, going back to Panthers land. Uh, Charlotte FC getting started next year. Mm -hmm. Will your department be involved in that, or will that be a whole new department, you think? Um, this is all my opinion. If they're going to do things really, really well, then my department won't be involved in it. Um, I think, um, like, Seattle, the Sounders in the early days, uh, Atlanta United in their early days, they've had some cross. They had some crossover. But in order to do that stuff really well, you need people who are dedicated. You need dedicated social media people. You need dedicated videographers. Um, you need dedicated a, a dedicated photographer. You just you need people who are living and eating, breathing that stuff. Three sixty five. Um, so um, we've been tangentially involved a little bit, um, but I think uh, Nick Kelly, the new president, he starts on February first, and um, I think that um, it's going to be really interesting to see what he helps build. I think um, he's going to he's going to come in and, and build an infrastructure, and and then bring in some hires where some of that stuff's going to going to start start to take off so i think they, they might need to use our resources a little bit here and there but i think if they're going to do it well then they're, they're going to hire their own people because it's just i mean soccer it's such a soccer is such a um it's you gotta have people that know the game you Authentic. can't well it's yeah. just yeah i mean you gotta you gotta be able to talk that language um because people soccer people can see right through it it's just like with nascar I remember i was scared as heck when we were uh, like back in our anchor days having to try and do nascar because i knew if i said one wrong thing these people were going to call and it's, it's almost like with the soccer stuff so you shouldn't have panthers people doing this doing trying to speak the soccer language because it is different and you're a big soccer guy. Yeah. I mean, you've got Chelsea on yeah. your Yeah, it's scoreless your in iPad the 42nd right minute against Wolves. You know, <laughs> so, you know where Wolves is? I, no I don't. Idea. It's in Wolverhampton. Okay. 
Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm better because of that <laughs> yep. today. Thank you for uh, bringing that to my attention. Yeah. But when the team got here, how excited were you? And is it easy for you to separate the two and not really have a pronounced role with the soccer club? Um, I'm an English Premier League snob. So I was on the uh, committee of 10 people that helped get the team here. Um, and so I was, ha- I was happy to do that. But I, uh, I can't say I was like jumping up for joy. Like it, if like Chelsea was moving here, then I would be like super excited. I mean, it would be a little awkward. It would be a tough travel. Tough trip. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I was, I was happy that we were able to do that um, and how seemingly easy it came together. But I can't pretend like I was that much of a part of it. I mean, it helps that David Tepper has money, that Tom Glick had the MLS experience and that Steve Ardress um, really knew how to uh, move a bunch of pieces uh, around. Those three really brought the team here. So last question, going back to Spiracle, what do you think when you left, did you see the future of Spiracle the way it is now? And if you had to talk about now from somebody from the outside, what do you think we should be doing going forward? Um, Absolutely. I saw that. I think because right, we started as we were going to run social accounts. We were going to run social accounts and then also do video. Um, and I remember talking to, what was it, EO? And um, I think I might have, I was with one of you two. And I would, I would say whenever I had these talks, I would talk with these companies. I'd be like, listen, you, best, you don't want to be using us. Because I couldn't, I, I'm not a salesman. I just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just going to, like, you don't want to be using an out, you don't want to be using a third party to do your social. You want to be hiring people internally. And one of you guys was like, you can't be saying that. I was like, <laughs> but it's the, tr- it's the truth though. Like, you just, like, um, you just, and so I think it was really smart that you guys were like, listen, social's not the way. Like, video, all, there's so many companies that need video. So you guys, I don't know if it was a pivot, but you guys saying, listen, we're just going to focus completely on video was really smart um, for you guys to do that. And I think there's just endless, endless opportunities. Um, I've, and I've talked with you guys about this before. So um, I just think and it's, it's hard in this market. Um, but I think in order to do things, but I think trying to diverse to, to, to be more diverse. And that's it's 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 difficult, I think. Um, and we're doing the same thing over at the Panthers. I think we all have to. Um, be cognizant of trying to find minority talent and and give them a chance and um and a lot of times i was talking to someone about this actually yesterday and it's like it's hard because they do, a lot of the minor, minority talent they haven't had the training that we had coming in so a lot of times when you're hiring people you want them to just be able to hit the ground running and but because they haven't had a lot of those built-in advantages that we had either going to school or getting internships and stuff like that um that it's it's really it's 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 going to take some extra time a lot of times um to 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 onboard those some of that talent and i think um I, and i'm saying this for you guys and i'm saying it for myself as well that's something that in 2021 uh that that i really want to be cognizant about and i think a lot of companies need to be is especially in the media business because most people in the media business who are pulling the strings look like us so how do we give opportunities to people out there that it's, it, it, but the thing is, it's easy to find people like us as well who are younger. So how do we go out and mine some of that talent in a market like this, which isn't, which isn't New York, it's not LA, it doesn't, it's not a gigantic pop, creative population to choose from. So how do we make that world better and give other people opportunities? That's a great point. Well said. So finishing out, Bill, we want to do some fun rapid fire questions. So this first one is outside of work, which I know you're usually consumed by your work, so this might be hard to even find a separation. What keeps you motivated other than like the 
quadruple shot espresso from wherever you got your coffee. Motivated. I wouldn't say, like, I'll, I'll tell you if I enjoy in yoga. Um, but motivated, mo- what keeps me motivated is this just, in, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, unfortunately, it's work. It's trying to figure out how can we continue to push the envelope. And it's so slow. It's this huge ship that you, you're trying to steer. And I'm still not convinced that I'm going to ever get it to where I want it to go because football is such a, it's such a secretive, non-transparent world. And my whole thing is trying to pull back the curtain 100%. And football's whole world is closing the curtain 100%. So that's that, it's that constant um, push and pull. Um, but what motivates me is, yeah, yeah just um, trying to figure that out and, um, and then being able to find time to do yoga on the weekends. It's well, not that interesting, is it? Well, no, right. I think that's interesting. It's different. Right. <laughs> During the pandemic, what's one key thing that you've learned about yourself that you didn't really know going in? I didn't know there'd be hard questions. Yeah. Um, See, when you grabbed the sheet from me earlier, you didn't flip it over. Something I found out about myself? Yeah. Something you learned about yourself through the pandemic that you didn't really know. Um, that I really like going into an office and working. I don't like working from home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's nice here and there. And I think it was fine this spring and summer. It was like, you just, ha- you have to put your head, this is just what the world is. Um, but I, I really, during the day, I need to be around people. Cause if I'm just by myself for like seven days a week, it's just like, there's not enough yoga in the world to really settle me down. What is your favorite spiritual media memory or event? Jeez. This is this is tough. This is these are be- this is better for the video because you can edit out my my silence as I try and think of this stuff. My favorite spherical memory. There's way there's so many. I mean, I I'm not saying this is like a favorite memory, but you just you start thinking back early and you go back to wherever the heck we were in Georgia trying to hand out euphoria gift cards, <laughs> like just, but like. When we were running contests yeah. and it was on social media and nobody was coming to pick it up and you were like, hey, there's a card over yeah. there in the planner. <laughs> Scavenger <laughs> hunt. And then, you know, some people thought it was some people thought it was neat. Other, you know, it is just like just throwing stuff and seeing seeing what works. Um, obviously, the stuff stuff was great. Um, us going up and shooting the horse contest in Jersey and just kind of how that worked out. And um I think what's cool is that Steph and those kids have kept have, have kept in touch. One of them is like a big deal, like CBS fantasy guy now, like CBS sports fantasy guy now. So um, both of those kids have uh, have done really well. Um, so uh, I, I just I have a lot of them. I, I don't have a specific one. I just think that we could probably sit here for hours. I would prefer to have beer um, if we were doing that. Um, and, um, and, and really just be like, do you remember, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? And just kind of volley back and forth like that. All right. Favorite Carolina Panthers player, current or past and why? And I'm guessing not Khalil. Well, I think, else? you know, we were taught, that's funny. <laughs> He's been eliminated. Think, um, you know, we were taught, it's, it's always like friendly, not friends, but my favorite, like the person who makes me smile is, um, Josh Norman, um, that 2015 season and, and we did the social media training for that yeah, year. Yeah, that's yeah. And so that was all us. It's, it's true, and he was incredible. <laughs> he was so great. We brought him up with his horse. That's yes. right. He, I remember getting the big thumbs up got, from Ron on the way out of that one. You said he got like quiet when he brought you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? But <laughs> so Josh makes me smile, um, and then Fa Abada. Like you're not really supposed to root for these guys, and like I, tr- I still not. I you know like people you know think that I should root for the team even because I work for the team. Um, but F.A. Abada, he's just, he's, he is, a, he just, he's a really good dude. 
and um, you just you want to root for them. And so I think the past and present, those are my two. I'll interject real quick. The rooting thing, I think you have to root for because your job's easier. Absolutely. Like that's, that's I hope the, they do, I want them to do well. Because it makes your world so much easier. Your numbers go up. Everything looks oh good. Oh, my God. All that absolutely. Kind of yeah. So I hope they do well. Correct. But I don't, lose, I don't get nervous. I just, I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like when the Browns, a couple, oh, my God. You don't want to <laughs> be around. Like it's, I, I can't sleep. I, I can't eat that day. I'm not like that with the Panthers. Sure. It's just kind of like, but of course, when they're playing, I'm like, yes, I hope they do well because so much of our content depends on totally. if they win. So if we've got a guy mic'd, and they don't win, then we can't use that miking. Or if we're doing this, we're doing this video segment. Like one of the things I was really proud of this year is I ripped off a segment from Liverpool uh, Football Club. Um, they do something called Inside Anfield, and it's all net sounds of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a match day there. And it's just fascinating because it's not typical American, like all these, all this like all this energy and VO and it's just, it's just what a game day actually feels like if you're there. So we did that. And like those things of course, aren't going to do well if you're, if they're, if the Panthers are losing and so I needed 7, them to fans. win, right. But I needed, <laughs> but still, that was still the experience. I, I feel like so much of this past year was a time capsule. Hopefully we won't have to live like this again. So I felt like that experience of only having 7,000 fans, there's still a really cool net sound piece, but it doesn't play well if they don't win. Like, it's just no one wants to see – no one wants to relive a loss. So, of course, I hope they win because it's better for the job. But I don't I, – I wouldn't say I root for them like I do the Browns. Yeah, everything's easier in winning, dealing with players, coaches, everything yeah. else. Uh, so, Bill, what's the best way – and I know some of you – you've got different Twitter handles, but if somebody wants to follow you because you're a good follower, Is Bill at Spherical Buzz still around? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I that's been send emails closed. From there. Yeah, unless Tim still utilizes it for his own purposes. Yeah, that's the – it's like, who's this strange person? Um, yeah, at Bill Voth and then at Panthers Bill for Panthers stuff. I try and keep them separate. I'm sure people are wondering why I have two, but I feel like – I don't know. I like to yap on my main account, and I feel like on my main account people don't necessarily want to hear about Panthers. So You just want the cumulative follower, follower count. Right? I mean, there's all, I think Black Blue Review still exists. Um that account too, but I'm not really haven't been active on that for the past three years. Well, Bill, thanks for coming in. I know we were trying Thank to set guys. this up for a while. Really enjoyable. Yeah, we could keep going, but you know, I don't know if people would want us to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> all over the place. The I'm sure spot. the rest of your. I did look um, when you sent me. Yeah, I saw something about Blair Primus being on the other day, and I looked and I was like, wait, you've had ten people on before me. <laughs> Well, we were saving this. We had, to prime, we had to prime up. Or no, I'm 10th. I'm 10th. We're saving this to collide on. with the 10-year um, anniversary. Oh, so I'm 10, so that's 10 why years. We're getting close. See how that that's works. why we waited on yeah. it. Okay. We, we want to remind our listeners to check out more episodes of the Hive Live podcast by heading to the podcast page of our website at spiraclebuzz.com under the resources tab. Also, check us out on social at Spiracle Media. For Tim Bear and Bill Voth, I'm Jared Latch. Thanks for listening, and so long for now. You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spiracle Media. Always remember, you can visit spiraclebuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.